Hello and welcome to footnote episode of Injury Time, where we try to answer your questions. I am Sandeep Haran, and with me we have, sorry, I have uh, Deva and Sen. Hello. And uh, Anirul. Hola. So, hola. Oh, good. Hola, Sandeep. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, good fun. Uh, the Indian football is going on, so uh, some good questions coming in. First one is from Shankar Ramakrishnan on Twitter. Uh, I'll be very honest, when I put this t- tweet out, I was not sure if people would reply. Because I haven't, we haven't done a show in a while. So, but it's nice to see people seek your pleasant response. Yeah, very happy. And some very nice questions. So, uh, what does uh, City Football Group's takeover on Mumbai City FC mean for Indian football? Um, I think uh, we'll have to give it time. It's too early to tell. In the immediate future, of course, there will be an increase in profile. Because there will probably be a little bit more media coverage. There already was, at least at ESP and FCR, colleagues across the ponds <laughs> were... All quite excited about this uh, news piece simply yeah. because it involves Manchester City. But in the longer term, where it helps Indian football, I mean, hopefully their youth programs will benefit Indian football. There'll be a few Indian footballers who will get a chance to go abroad and maybe play for some of these foreign clubs as well. Yeah. That will be the most tangible benefit I can think of. But other than that, other than uh, an immediate raise in profile, I can't think of. Yeah. So what? A, obviously, uh, once this was cemented. We all started researching what the city football group does and how they operate. So, what I've understood is that uh, they do a lot of communication between the clubs themselves. So, whether it's Melbourne, whether it's New York City, Man City, or Girona, there's always like uh, knowledge sharing of best practices, best training methods, best analysis, best way of medical, medical recovery, recuperation, and that can only benefit an Indian club knowing that. That if you get into that, you automatically get a you know an entry to the top uh, knowledge experts in this field, and hopefully that trickles down. Like if Mumbai City start doing that really seriously, let's say two to three years from now, they have these best practices in place, they have the best training methods, the best medical facilities. Clubs like BFC are not going to like watch this and say, "Oh, nice." They're not going to do that. They're going to try and match up. So hopefully that in. I'm not saying that City, Man City or the City Football Group is going to come and improve Indian footballers. May not happen. May not happen for 10-15 years. But what it might do is push other clubs to catch up with those kind of uh, you know, practices and stuff. And that can only have a good effect, in my so, opinion. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, if anybody is interested, you can check out on Observer piece that Guardian had done uh, in 2017 about the, how cities planning to create their own market and you know move the players within their system. So they registered as C uh, players over there. So uh, we might see Indians, like you said, 10, 15 years down the line, go to maybe second division in Japan or to Australia or uh, whatever. But one of the interesting things is I had a chat with Richard Hood, which we were talking off air earlier. And the point he made was they will have to create an ecosystem in India because everywhere else there is a flourishing football league where they are playing 40, 50 games. Here the Indian kids are playing maybe 20, 25 games. So, over a course of 10 years, that adds up to a lot of yeah. games. So, they'll have to create the ecosystem. I, I know what Richard is getting at. That yeah. If you are a foreign club, then what are you getting when you draft in a young player? What, what is the backdrop that you're looking at? Of course, you would have seen a video or probably seen a trial. But is there any data to go by yeah. that this person played X number of games, mm-hmm. had so many successful passes, whatever. I mean, whatever the analytics are. So, that's where the Indian football 
scenario has to develop first, which is why I said that we have to look at the long term. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's too early to tell how good it is. Yes, absolutely. But and I don't see negative side. side probably not. No, maybe no, it will help other people take it a little bit more seriously also. Because, right, yeah, yeah, you know, now England city is here, yeah. so people are looking at it, maybe thinking, okay. Maybe we'll uh, also have some. We've seen people come here, put their academy, and do nothing about it. Shut shop. Correct. Yeah. I mean, those were academy. Those were, those were uh, shops. Yeah. Exactly. They're those just branding. Yeah. Branding. So, so, again, it's useful to rewind and say that this has been uh, the CFG. Mm, right. And Manchester City are just one of their brands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not Manchester City as such taking over Mumbai City. So there's it's a very clear distinction to be drawn, yeah. and which is where we have to hope that they're. Intentions are completely honourable, like, you know, yeah. it's just not just purely for profit. Let's not forget that India is the biggest market. Yeah, absolutely. India and China are possibly the two biggest markets. They were already in China, so India was just a matter of time. Yeah, and I'm very excited about the fact that they have a team in Uruguay who are apparently absolutely. per capita the mm-hmm. highest exporters of players to the world. And we might get some decent Uruguay players coming in, maybe at least. But uh, one one question I wanted to ask is: We heard uh, Guardiola will be in touch with the coach and all that stuff. Do you feel like Jorge Costa's days are numbered now? Uh, I wouldn't think so. I mean, that shouldn't affect them in the immediate uh, short term. If they insist on a style of play and all that, would you listen that what they were talking about? Yeah. They, uh, so what they do, for example, at uh, Melbourne City, is uh, they try to follow it, but they have given the freedom to each club. Yeah. To adapt to the local situation. Hmm. So let's say a free-flowing game is not going to work in India. Suppose it's not going to work in India, then the coach for Mumbai City, whoever it may be, has a freedom to adapt accordingly. So it's not like oh, you have to play this way. Play as you're supposed to play for the conditions. But if you can learn from what the best in the business are doing, that's if Pep Guardiola is giving you like like tactical advice. Right yeah. out. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm sure they'll give whoever the coach is, uh, whether Costa or somebody who you know follows after, give some time to implement their own ideas and to merge it with what uh, you know the parent group tells them. Absolutely. Let's hope uh, he gets along then. And uh, so, so yeah, it's all hopeful uh, right now. But yeah, yeah, let's hope this is a step in the right direction because we've seen far too many false turns also. So uh, next question is from Darth Vader. I like the name. Uh, is it BFC's Repeat of Roka's first season, where they're creating chances, not finishing, and drawing too many games. But now we spoke about this a little in the main podcast as well. So, and take it away. Uh, again, uh, if it is, I, I don't think it's a bad thing. Uh, in terms of but goals in your games, I understand that. But okay, let's say they sacrifice. I'm going to take that as an okay goal. Let's say they 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 don't score as much. Uh, they don't get the lead. I understand they sacrifice this season, but if they maintain continuity with Kordra, they maintain continuity with Musa with the with the BFC B team, and there's a pipeline being created, and the football being played has a distinct flavor to it. It's only going to help the the club in the long term. Do you actually uh, believe there is a pipeline from second second team to the first team? Because I certainly have my doubts. Uh, yeah, of course. The, the, uh, unless you see. Like three or four players actually playing for the team. Yeah. I I see their B team playing almost. <laughs> I, I I I cover the super division, so I watch their B team playing. They have some good players. That Biswa he scored two goals yesterday. Good player. Ajay Chetri is a he can walk into like Chennai for example. He can walk into that team and make them better. He's a good player. 
the question is will he get a chance here when you are so packed in midfield and uh, he is 21 22 23 ajay i think somewhere in his early 20s then <coughs> then he becomes an investment for the future and also i mean just to go back to the question i'm guessing this is about roka's first season in the nfl or the id yeah when they sort of drew a lot of games yeah. start and yeah. had a series where they didn't do so well so that's the difference the key difference was they weren't playing very well then mm. there were many teams which sorted them out yeah ironically minerva punjab one of them here in the yeah. yeah. like like part the bus and i think got a one all yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. that was a shit game that was there but that's the point i mean there were teams which were able to constructively stop them or yeah. whatever like you know get in the way the difference here is that for one thing quadrat is a much more pragmatic coach yeah, yeah. roka was a lot more puritanical in his yeah, beliefs yeah. i mean his thing was just attack at every cost quadrat does like to balance it off with a little bit of defense as well which is why they've been defensively solid this season as well obviously it is true that they're not converting all their chances but once they start doing that again because the other teams are just one point away from them i i can't see most other teams stopping them i think bfc still are my pick for the champion of the regular season So and they have a variety in attack as well. Like we mentioned, uh, Rafael Augusto coming in. Chetan still not at his best. You know he go, he's going to pick up a couple of gears when you know push comes to shove. Yeah. You just get the main man. Cool, but he's going to do he's, something. Yeah. So they have plenty in the band. Yeah. yeah. To to uh, to form back up. Serang is back, so they're going to be stronger in defense as well. Bake yeah. will obviously move. I mean, I guess probably a turning point will come one of these games when they win big. When they win something. Three zero or four one, yeah, and then you see a completely transformed BFC. You see a lot more confidence among the players. Absolutely, I think it's very important that Ashik and Udanta also get, you know, started to yeah. contribute regularly just to take a little bit of the pressure off Ashik. Yes, uh, so that way I think you don't have to be worried about anything. Yeah, just uh, Luke Skywalker. So uh, <laughs> with a tight table, what do you, who do, do you reckon is going to win this year? It's a Sankar's question. Again, we've spoken about this in the regular part, so. Possibly BFC. Uh, you just mentioned that. I, I agree. I agree. I. 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 Yeah. Uh, ATK is possibly the best challenger in terms. You can Jamshed for that. I think yeah. I'll go for Jamshed. Oh, Jamshed for a lot depends on uh, how fit Castle can remain. So, for yeah. me, for me. So I'd like to change my answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ATK, uh, ATK just because of the sheer quality of the signings. Yeah. And because of Abbas, do you feel like they because AFC Cup slot is there? We saw last year Chennai didn't take it seriously. So do you, Chennai didn't take but it seriously. But that is also sorry. that that Chennai in Malaysia is also ran through the club, didn't it? I mean, look, a manager wanted to go uh, team that didn't seem to be playing for the manager. It was a really weird chemistry on field as well as off the field. I don't think that will be the case this time. Bangalore, I'm not going to take uh, the AFC Cup lightly. No, definitely uh, not. ATK, ATK, and ATK once because they have the kind of players they have, they know if they do qualify for AFC and they will want to qualify for AFC, they're not going to take it lightly. They're not okay. going to take that position lightly. Oh, okay, it's okay to finish second and, and let's qualify. As we mentioned earlier in the uh, podcast as well, they've signed the foreigners keeping the AFC slot in mind. So yeah, four plus one. Plus, Mister wants to play in Asia. Dave William wants to play in Asia, and obviously the club has sold them that vision, and now. I don't. I don't think they can like take a backward step. If they do, it's it's suicide for them. And you've been covering Indian football for a very long time. There was a lot of times when uh, criticism was given, saying they didn't take the Asian tournament so seriously. So you, do you see? BFC obviously has made it the fashionable to look at Asia. Yeah. So do you feel that is changing largely? 
I think pretty much thanks to BFC and yeah to an extent the scheduling of the AFC Cup now the way it is the format has helped because earlier it used to kind of coincide with the back end of the I League season mm-hmm. so teams were already you know dead tired by then but now that it's come at a slight break so it starts from January onwards most teams have that depth that's another issue that ISL teams need to address that they need to have that spot depth and as of now only BFC seems to be the one that has you know gone into that in pre-season they planned with that in mind most of the other teams if they were to field a second team you know that they won't last mm, much longer against another ISL side but BFC could probably do that yeah so <coughs> moving on to the next question from uh, Tinu uh, how is Gaurav Mukhi doing after his return to the Jamshedpur B team and what are his chances of making the first team so i'll tell you from my end i don't know how he is doing because I really don't know. Yeah, sorry, but I do. <laughs> but I will say this. I think he has been made a scapegoat for uh, age fraud because probably we ISL fucked it up because he's playing for six months. I mean, is he banned for life? Or no, no, no. He's playing now. I think. Okay. So that's what he's mentioned. That like, yeah, he's returned to the but, B team. But do you, uh, you don't see him come back? Right? I mean, I hope he does because. Do you see him come back? He looked a good player. Yeah, that's the saddest part of the whole scenario. I mean, if you are a football federation, then you've got to forgive a person after he served his time in, in many ways. Like what he did was pretty much uh, offensive, but, but it wasn't uh, himself. It yeah. was also the ecosystem around him. Yeah, you know, absolutely. The, you know the social media gangs of ISL who promoted him as sixteen-year-old. Yeah, I mean that that was the ludicrous bit of it. So you're right. He has been made the scapegoat. Why should he pay the penalty for uh, a problem which was systemic? Yeah. yeah, systemic problem. But unfortunately, like you mentioned, being the scapegoat, it might be a little problematic for him to get back into the mainstream. Because uh, it would be great. Yeah. It would be a proper redemption arc. Imagine him coming so in. So even if you have to come out, yeah, yeah, from a marketing, I mean, why not? Yeah, why not? Think of it from a marketing point of view. You can still spin it really well in terms of a redemption arc and uh, how he served his time, like like the Bayern said and. And he's realized what he should be, and he is a good player, and he could become a really good player. Let's hope he gets a chance. I I just doubt it. Yeah, and earlier as we were talking, just in case uh, people are interested, this age test that we were talking about earlier, it's plus or minus two years, so it's still highly possible that we can continue to do this and never really know. But the issue is like six years, seven years when you change, and the forty-year-old <laughs> claims to be sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> like you showed the picture of the <laughs> yeah Google Google Christian Basagov for Cameroon <laughs> and you will see what I'm talking about yeah so I mean age fraud obviously is a bigger malaise in world football and in India particularly we have to take it seriously because suddenly there's a there's an interest there's a, an impetus on age group football so if you are not producing players who are that right age then they'll never be good when they've grown up so that's yeah. I mean, it's a fundamental flaw in logic, which I think our authorities need to address. Yeah, because a two-year difference at sixteen, it makes a lot of difference. Interestingly, I mean, just to take this conversation a little beyond football, yeah, there are measures which have been suggested by lots of sports activists about fixing age fraud, but it's it's all part of the national sports code, which is being resisted by the powers that be. Mm-hmm. It will also severely inhibit their chances of being re-elected. <laughs> so it's it's a vicious cycle. I mean, people who are serious about sport need to take this issue seriously across all sports. Yeah, politics and sports don't mix. Sadly, deadly cocktail. So uh, the next question. So it's a two is to one 
answer this. Like, yeah. no, if you think there's no way back, I'm just hoping. No, I hope he gets a way back. Yeah. I like the idea story. I think will he will. Be, so, come in place yeah. of Sergio yeah. Castellanos. Yeah. Okay, go. one is to one with one. One on the fence. fence. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, one on the fence. Don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, maybe, don't know. <laughs> so, we have all the, we ticked all the boxes there. So, uh, Football Wala has asked the question. What are the practical steps to increase refereeing standard? Will VAR help or is that a two short fix? And I'll tell you now, VAR is not going to help because in India we'll have 20 minutes of injury time <laughs> if VAR comes into play. VAR is what? Video assisted referee. They're just going to assist the referee. So, the, if the basic level is not good enough, assistance doesn't doesn't improve. That doesn't you okay? Fine. You might correct a wrong offside call. You might. Uh, correct a red card. It's not going to help in the long term. It's not. It's and referees are going to use that as a crutch. And yes, it's not an issue now. I mean, you, as you asked me before, that I've yeah. been covering Indian football for donkey years, yeah. and I've been always saying that the first step is to professionalize the whole job a bit more. Like yes. pay them more. Don't just you know give them cursory uh, appearance fee or whatever, and just take care of their boarding and lodging because all of them effectively they should be employees. Treated that well. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if uh, it will be possible to do that simply because even abroad, most of them do it as a secondary occupation. Yeah, or as a policeman. Yeah, but yeah. the fact is that they're paid better. So yeah. they, they do it out of pure passion and they are able to sustain themselves better. So here, the solution would be pay them better and expect more out of them. Like, not, account what about training them? Because uh, there's not enough money training them. courses. But then it's a, again, it's a vicious cycle. You have to give them games. Yeah. You have to expose them to the pressure. I mean, a funny story I can tell you or about a so-called, uh, you know, theory mm. used to be that uh, before television coverage came along, the Calcutta clubs used to win everything and, <laughs> and the <laughs> players would always claim that this is because referees were, no, and, and it's a fact. I mean, mm. imagine like, you know, 1,60,000 at the uh, yeah, Salt Lake Stadium. Yeah, you know, going to <laughs> if a, antagonize yeah, them. If an East Bengal player, like, you know, clips a Salgaonkar player inside the box, you'll think twice before giving a penalty. It's just psychological. Yeah, course, the pressure course. is a real thing. And then there'll be a you know hailstorm of rocks from the, <laughs> and there'll be police guiding you you know through that tunnel. Yeah, the, uh, yeah you must arrest like way away the penalty. Yeah, so I mean it's a combination of a lot of factors, but just like the players themselves, I mean there are theories that India you know really screwed up that. Sorry for bringing up memories of that match against Bangladesh. My God, <laughs> but they screwed it up because they were. Many of these younger players aren't used to playing in front of 60,000 yeah. people. I mean, that's the pressure and that's where Indian football needs to move. You need to have pressure of relegation, you need to have pressure of promotion, you need to have pressure of losing points, dropping points on a regular basis. It can't just be at the playoff stage. And referees also need to feel that pressure as well, that this decision could completely impact Absolutely. the course of this match. And the other point I was making was that referees have been poor in the past as well. It's just magnified now because of television. And so I think, yeah, instant judgment. Yes. Yes. You were talking about that earlier. Yeah, I mean, commentators should just be a little bit more pragmatic about how they treat a decision which looks dodgy at the first glance. You can call it out, but you can call it out only after you've seen enough replays hmm. because it just portrays the referee in a Absolutely. poor light Absolutely. and then just, you know, biases the viewer against okay. a particular referee. I mean, he may get 9 out of 10 calls absolutely perfect, but just because once you completely late into him, hmm. a viewer may not believe that this referee is actually pretty good. And I, I actually don't mind maybe a slightly different variation of VR, but I mean, all of ISL games are covered with ample cameras, ample hmm. replay machines. Just have some on the spot 
referral or something. Mm. I mean, maybe the fourth official sitting with the TV uh, mm. monitor. I don't know what are the FIFA rules on that. Maybe FIFA can consider. Uh, and I'm sure he can do something about it. Yeah. Or right now it may be an expense too far. Yeah, you don't have online technology. Yeah, so, so in terms of uh, yeah, just bring every ground basic things. Yeah. yeah. So uh, again, like like football has said, it might be a short fix, but the long fix is what they buy as a professionalist. Because if you look at crickets, you know, when DRS first arrived, different boards in different countries had different levels of it. I mean, some had that hotspot technology, some mm. had ultra edge only. Some had just tracking, but that's what I mean. You can the resources. Yeah, I mean you can customize VAR. I'm sure for different countries, but the bare minimum would be that okay, if an offside call is a little dodgy, you start playing, but you roll back if you, you find see. that it wasn't right. I mean it will just help get you right decisions, and it'll take away this whole thing. I mean coaches so complain a lot, yeah, mm-hmm. right now, and it gives them a ready crutch sometimes when they've lost a game. <laughs> they've lost it basically because they weren't good enough. Yeah, you can't blame it on one or two decisions that didn't go your way. Yeah, for every two decisions that may not have gone your way, you might have gotten away two or three times. And another thing is it also helps the players on the field. In terms of uh, one, uh, let's say Marcelino kicks your teammate and he gets away with it. You want to kick asked him. us yesterday to sell yeah. You want to kick him? Like, so where does his answer? Like he was diplomatic in his answer, but you know, but as a setter back, if your playmate gets kicked, you want to. Like, like we saw in the situation like that. If you could roll back and just give him a red card. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That, yeah. that ATK Mumbai game, when they were really kicking the ATK players, and none of them got a card for the longest of time. At some point, you saw ATK, they just lost their head. That's how Mumbai got into the game because they started getting frustrated and angry at the rest of the You beat them in Anasa, watching Williams and Krishna get Another kicked. interesting yeah. insight I can give you from my time at Jing Sports. At one stage, FIFA were considering having. Uh, the communication between you know umpires of the referee and his assistants and everything mm. uh, made oh. that part of the broadcast. Right. Yeah, so, but it was shot down. Like in hockey. Whole, yeah, the yeah. whole idea was that they didn't want to portray indecision. Mm. But oh. that's natural. I mean, you will that's, have indecision yeah. in yeah. opinions, and it would have been better because it would have allowed the viewer to just get an understanding of what is being done. Like, if the referee, yeah, if a referee calls a certain way. Hmm. And I mean, like we were discussing the handball incident. Yeah. We were talking about the handball incident, Hyderabad against. Bangalore. Yeah, so when he was sliding down and it hit the arm, where is he going to keep his arm when he's sliding? So and that cannot be handball. And so don't call the yeah. referee out. The rule, the, no, the rule is uh, very clear that yeah. your uh, sliding arm, which is to break your fall, it's about your yeah, natural slide. pose and natural yeah, because left arm was high in the air and hit it. I understand. So, but again, like you said, the commentator was calling it out. The coach so, later so made a video. So, imagine if that. Proposal from FIFA had come through, and yeah, you would have heard the referee ask the assistant, that, "Did you think that was an unnatural pose?" Hmm. He would have said, "No, this was a natural position. He was just falling." Mm-hmm. So that's it. I mean, the debate just finishes there. Yeah. I think that works for all levels. Of I think really has this. So what? It, it's it's widely accepted in rugby, yeah. where referees discuss. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. open back. The stadium can hear you. The yeah, yeah. even uh, that NFL has every sport is so it's, it's, that. It's so much more. You feel okay. You may be, you may still disagree with the referee, but you understand why he made the decision. Yeah. I think A League has this because yeah. I seen one uh, video where a referee is talking to his assistant right. and all that. You can, you can hear it. Yeah, it's up to individual associations now to take that initiative. Yeah, I mean, do it with permission from FIFA, but just bring in a little bit more transparency into decision making. That will help. It will also just embolden the referees a bit. 
Indian football desperately need this Vaishak's question. I will tell you the first turn as a striker. What is the other one? Anirul has been through time travel. <laughs> 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 so, I would love to hear this input. But apart from goalkeeper, can I say everything? But no, no seriously though. Um, let's, let's, let's say two. Uh, Fullbacks for sure. Yeah, yeah. fullbacks for sure. Uh, forget the young Odisha right-backs name. Forget. Shubham. ஒரு I pro- I think they are unknown than just about everybody else. So it's part of uh, uh, football education. Yeah. Full fullbacks should become specialized and you should develop players as fullbacks. And instead of using center backs who are not big enough as fullbacks, have specialized guys for that. Um so fullbacks for short, center backs who are a little more comfortable on the ball I guess. Yeah. Think we'll get there though. We'll get there. Slowly it's we'll coming. More players coming through uh, with more coaches like I league and I see more coaches wanting to uh, play on the ground. more both more bagan and ispengol now have yeah. spanish coaches yeah. so more pragmatic than their uh, european counterparts i obviously but still guys who want to play uh and uh, i i and, and a playmaker 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 guys sahal anirudh sahal anirudh i guess i think they are probably one of the more maturity yeah once hmm. once they are slightly more rounded players they probably be i think anirudh is a little further ahead in his development than sahal he got a head start yeah playing the asian cup and he looked quite impressive there right? yeah still one of the mysteries of the 20th century 21st century why constantine chose not to start it in that game against bahrain i mean he claimed it was down to an injury but yeah yeah i think at the most pragmatic yeah the post match thapa kind of hinted that he was fine so hmm. why didn't he start then I mean, just yeah. so yeah so a playmaker who's brave you know who will take the risk and a coach who involves that Hmm. coaches not all coaches coaches across uh, age groups across divisions who will indulge us you're pointing at uh, elko i see i'm not oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you could get take it but no i'm i'm, I'm saying <laughs> if coaches you don't you don't get attractive football without taking this so a thing i noticed with like for example lobera a lot of players say even the guys who don't get regular first time football is that lobera encourages people he will not shout at you for taking a risk and missing Hmm. So if you try a two ball to a Koro or a Manvi, it doesn't. It gets intercepted. It's okay because you try the two ball. Hmm. If you try to uh, pass the ball in order to maintain possession, hmm. it's all right. But if you if you pass like out of area, if you try a long ball when there's a shorter ball available, then that's a problem because you're not taking the risk. Hmm. If you're taking the risk for the benefit of the team, uh, that is good. And Lobera encourages that. Right uh, up there. Yeah. Make no two ways about it. <laughs> so, but, but yes, this is an interesting thing. I think we don't have enough players. So, so I was speaking to Terry Phelan. 
encourage that's the manager no you have to manage it you realized last night we were trailing 8 5 and then first i think half an hour of the restart like we play 90 minutes first half an hour no goals were scored and we came close to scoring maybe seven times but just couldn't finish because we were snatching at it couple of times somebody shot he hit me because i was in the path i was trying to get out of the way but he kept hitting me huh. and it just didn't roll away and we ended up losing i think 15 or something so yeah we needed composure but that's what you need yeah whatever five aside 11 aside seven aside so we're talking about positions for india was the ready made excuse would be like you even heard the current national team coach saying it that they're not good enough sometimes they're not good enough to play the way you want so what labera said during the team interaction i had with him last year Was that? That's an excuse. You're a coach. It's part of your job to develop. And Constantine never made excuses. No, I agree. I agree. <laughs> But Constantine never, never put expectations <laughs> anywhere beyond his mind. But he got results. Yeah, that's true. That's right. I mean, that Bangladesh game under Constantine, we would have won. They would have been more pragmatic. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is, we need to move a little beyond that in terms of coaches who say. Okay, it's my job to make the player better at this. Again, to come back to uh, Vaishak's question, I don't think that's at the national team level. That has that's to begin at the club level. Club level, yeah. club level, the junior level, everything. I mean, basically, when when a kid starts taking a football around at whatever age, eight or ten, that's when he needs to receive the best bit of coaching. Absolutely. And then he or she should be a more or less finished product by the time they reach the national team. Level. So the national team coach just has to make a little tweak. चेन्नई Wanted to encourage positive play. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> great story to begin like that. Yeah, they wanted to encourage positive play. So uh, apparently the reporters were watching the game. The results arrive as they do in an email or whatever. It was given as a goal for another team when it was clearly an own goal from the defender. Okay. So next day they go and ask like, how is this possible? Why is the goal being credited? So they said we are encouraging positive play, which means there are no own goals. <laughs> so if He scores an own goal. The goal is credited to the last guy from the other team, from the other team, which is a goalkeeper. <laughs> and he kicked it, and this fellow touched it inside. Went to the goalkeeper, and they gave him the goal. So can can you? So when I was watching, uh, yeah, when I was watching <laughs> ISL in the first game, when Farooq Farooq is having good season, as we discussed, he hit a shot, deflected. No, he yeah, it was an own goal. They said uh, like he throws a cross. It is not a shot. They said great shot and whatever in the match report the email that we get they credited the goal to Farooq and then later I think they retracted but at the same same way uh, Robin scored the late equalizer it was a rebound from Gurpreet save they count counted that as a shot across so yeah that's not what we mean no no okay. no it, it's that's mentioned that. as a cross not a shot that is deflected okay. I don't understand what is wrong with uh, it being a rebound and he was there yeah, targeting that. I, I don't think there's any malice towards it. It's just incompetence. <laughs> <laughs> Not being able to understand the game. Yeah, the people writing it won't probably watch it. And they go a lot with technical reports. So it's probably down to the match officials, the match players, whatever the referees. So uh, don't believe everything they tweet. I guess. 